0: we'll just do a quick uh, sound check. So what did you have for breakfast? I had a banana and I had an apple. <laughs> awesome. That's exactly what I had for breakfast. Are- Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernatural <laughs> they created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? Hey guys, Darren here, and this is the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. This show exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that's why you're listening. It's because it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, His will be done, manifested through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening. Today's guest is the incredible... Joshua Mills. I trust you're really going to enjoy today's show. But before we dive into it, just want to encourage you to take a second and subscribe to this podcast show. Each and every week, we are uploading incredible supernatural content that can automatically download onto your mobile device, onto your tablet, or onto your desktop computer without you doing a thing. This is content that is free. It's Frizzle. For Dizzle, my nizzle. So go and subscribe to do that. I've created a shortcut to get you there. Just go to thedarenshow.com That's thedarenshow.com And that'll redirect you to iTunes. If you don't do iTunes, subscribe and heart on SoundCloud. That would be incredible. Without any further ado, let's jump into this interview with Joshua Mills. Right here, right now. On the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. Joshua, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this um, for a long time. And it looks like this last weekend, you were at the big kind of revival reunion in Toronto.
1: It was absolutely amazing. It was called Light the Fire again and it was at the Catch the Fire church and it was it was tremendous for many many reasons. Um I think the biggest one for me was the whole thing of being able to unify or merge the major moves of God that happened in the last part of the century. I mean, you know, I was in that move of God when it began to flow through the church. I was 16 years old. I that's the move that My whole life was turned around, shaken, upside down. Um, That's what thrust me into ministry. And it was amazing to be in a place last weekend where all those moves came together. It was Toronto. It was Brownsville. It was Argentina. It was everything. I mean, it was amazing, really, really amazing. And um, the hunger of God's people right now is absolutely through the roof. And to see the, the worshipers worshiping, I mean, there was obviously nostalgia involved in uh, what was happening last weekend, but more than that, it was pure hunger for God. What do you want to do next? Where are we going? What, what is the next thing that you're doing? We're desperate, we're hungry. And I think, you know, 20 some years later to see a body that is still hungry and thirsty and pushing in for the things of God is just,
0: it's awesome. It's really amazing. That's incredible. And, uh, I, yeah, it's been such a long time since really, I've been such a long time since I've been uh, to Toronto. I didn't even know about that conference. I was seeing all of the, uh, the, the pictures going to my Facebook feed <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I want to be there so badly. And then I saw on your Instagram that you were there and I thought, oh, Joshua was there. Um, and so just to, I mean, Toronto was always like, um, like the, like a revival party. Like whenever we would go there, it was always, there was always so much joy and just so much presence. And, um, it's been such a long time, uh, since, since I've been there. And just to think that, uh, out of all the different revival centers and everything that they're, they're still going for it and they're still hosting the presence. And I, and I just love that, that, uh, what they did with that, as far as just the honoring of all the different streams, and you answered my question because I was going to ask you, did you feel like it was kind of like a celebration of the past or or do you feel like there's like this um anticipation for like for like a new fresh move of God you know on the earth, and so you you kind of answered that it totally was a combination of both because it was honoring and
1: remembering the good things that God had done, but it wasn't. Um, It wasn't just reveling in the old. It was looking forward, pressing in for the new and saying, God, we know that because of what you've done, because of what we've seen, because of where we've been, we know that there's so much more. And it was I've been to Toronto many, many times. I've had the privilege of preaching on that platform on several occasions. And I think out of all the times that I've been there last weekend, it was the highest level of spiritual energy that I've ever felt in that place it was just absolutely dynamic I mean people for hours lining up outside of the door waiting to get in and it was a cold weekend it was rainy people had their umbrellas out it was not any kind of a a weather condition where people would you know willingly just gladly go outside and stand around for hours it was It was a sacrifice for people to do that, but there was thousands and thousands of people that were just so hungry, and it was awesome. The worship was through the
0: roof. It was amazing. Joshua, can you take us back to um, uh, the 90s and being 16 years old and and, and going into, and then seeing how that kind of, and then how how your ministry was kind of birthed in that time. I mean, because there was such acceleration on your ministry. I mean, your ministry started when you were so young, you know. Um, and right. and there was so much <laughs> and like and it's really interesting. I mean, for me being an outsider, um, outsider mean like like um, like. I'm not I, like, I don't necessarily know your, the, like the origin of, of the conception of your ministry, but I just remember there was kind of like Toronto. There was Brownsville. There was all like, there was right. all this stuff that was kind of taking place. But then all of a sudden there was like Joshua Mills doing like these signs and wonders meetings that, that started off. Like I remember dude, you'd be like, you'd minister in like some of the really cool, but kind of small revival hubs kind of in the area. Like you would just kind of be here and there. And then all of a sudden it was like boom Joshua Mills these huge glory meetings and just golden and so dude can you just kind of take us back I, I'm so curious as to like here you are you're like a teenager and you're like all this renewal stuff's kind of starting to crack right. open on the earth and then all of a sudden here you come like I know it was not out of nowhere but it was just like it's such a different kind of like thing this glory thing and so can you kind of take us back there sure
1: So what happened, I was 16 years old and my parents actually asked me to go with them to church anniversary services. that were happening at a church here in my city in London, Ontario, Canada. And I had never been to that church before, but I'd been to a lot of church anniversary services growing up in the church. And I wasn't really expecting much. I mean, I was literally expecting just to go to church, sit there, listen to a preacher and then go home. And that was just kind of the way it was. But when I got to that church, um, I didn't know much about Toronto other than what I had seen on the television, on documentaries, and I thought it was all kind of crazy and (laughs) silly people. Um, But when I got to that church, they had been influenced by the move of God that was sweeping through Canada, and there were people falling on the floor, there's people rolling around, there's people laughing, and it was in that meeting that God literally got a hold of my heart, got a hold of my life, and everything changed for me. I had this incredible awesome encounter with the Holy Spirit where I just got so filled with joy and I was down on the floor laughing for hours and um, to make a long story really short basically I went home that night drunk in the spirit my parents carried me home um, you know threw me into their van threw me in the house (laughs) and when I woke up in the morning I just had such a desire for God for the presence of the Lord, the reality of who he was. And all I wanted to do was praise and worship him. And so I would go up into my bedroom, just start worshiping him on my own. And that led to me taking a little small play piano that my brothers and sisters had like a little toy keyboard and um, sitting down at it and just wanting to worship the Lord and the Holy spirit began to show me what to do. And he began to sing through me, his songs. And, um, and one thing led to the next, the next thing I know, um, people are asking me to sing in church and then I start leading a worship team and then people start inviting me out. And every time I'd lead praise and worship, we would see these same kinds of manifestations of revival The presence of God happening, people getting filled with joy, uh, people getting healed, reporting, you know, having visions or uh, encounters with God of different kinds. And so that's basically how it started when I was 16 years old. When I was 17 years old, it's so funny. I was just telling my son about this last night. Um, He was asking me about some of the things in our ministry. And I said, you know, I opened up our our ministry bank account with 10 cents when I was 17 years old. Wow. Because I had a friend that worked at the bank. She was doing a, um, like an internship internship program, um, through high school. And she, she encouraged me to come to the bank and open up an account. And I didn't need a personal account, but I had just, um, signed, papers with CCLI, Christian Copyright Licensing, for some of my um, worship songs that I had written, and they were sending me royalty checks, and I had nowhere to put them because I didn't have an account (laughs) for, it was called New Wine Music at the time, and so all I had was 10 cents in my pocket, and I literally opened up our bank account with 10 cents. It was crazy when I was 17 years old, but then um, people just continued to ask me to come and to minister, and I ended up traveling with different evangelists, and one of them was an associate of Rodney Howard Brown's. He was the man that was ministering the night that I got so powerfully touched by the Holy Spirit when I was 16. And he took me on the road, and um, when we were traveling around, uh, God would show up in unusual ways. And one of the things that happened at our church in Florida, where he was—so I guess I'm a little bit scattered here with— with um, all the information but basically when I started traveling with him he was based in Florida and he asked me to come on staff with his ministry I was 19 years old at this time and when I came on staff with his ministry I was leading worship in Florida on the weekends and then during the week we were involved in an extended revival in San Diego California and so we're flying back and forth well when we were in Florida we were pressing in for God and just believing for the new. And the first thing that happened was the fragrance of heaven literally began to invade the meetings and it would just sweep over the people. And when the fragrance would come, it would come so strong and it would be like a blanket coming down on us that people would just be caught up into realms of glory. People would feel the touch of God. People that needed to get right with God would end up at the altars. People that need healing in their body would sense the healing touch of, of Christ coming upon them. And it was just, it was phenomenal. And um, when that began happening, we were just so thankful that God was moving in a new way for us. And we kept on saying, God, we just want you. We want the new. And the next thing that began to happen Maybe about a week later was supernatural oil started to show up as we were praising and worshiping the Lord and it came on my worship team at the beginning. I remember it happening to the three ladies that were singing. they were the frontline singers and um, it was Beverly, Evelyn and Nancy and all three of them got <laughs> covered in supernatural oil coming out of the backs of their necks and out of their hands and out of their feet. and um, when the supernatural oil comes it has a fragrance. To it, and so it was the fragrance and the oil together, and it was just, it was phenomenal. The preacher that I was ministering with, he, um, he, he had his hands filled with oil, supernatural oil, and he called for the sick to come forward. And I remember in that meeting when the sick came forward, he laid his hands from one side of the line all the way down. He took time to minister to every single person, and when he got to the very last person, the oil. Had stopped. It was just enough for everybody that was there, but everybody that had come forward for healing got totally supernaturally healed, which was just phenomenal. Wow. And so God was doing something in that, in the supernatural oil. And then um, the third sign that came as we continue to press in say, God, we love what you're doing. We want you. We want the new. The third sign that came was the gold sign. And uh, it came in all different ways. And it was like all at once, it just began showing up in, in the meetings in our midst. And there's a lot of testimonies I could tell you about it. But basically, I remember meetings where we would be worshiping and every instrument that was used for worship would get covered in the gold dust and the ones that were not didn't have anybody playing them wouldn't get covered i remember being in those meetings and it falling through the air just like rain raining down upon us i remember times when we'd be sitting in the meetings and different ones that would be in the congregation They'd be reading their Bibles and all of a sudden, like a scripture would get covered with gold. Their Bible would fill up with gold. Um, there were times that the gold would come like whirlwinds, like tornadoes in the meeting in the in the in the sanctuary It would just kind of start moving. And you could see like this turning, swirling in the atmosphere and um, the gold would come in. And other times it, it was almost like it would just come up from the pores of your skin. It would just like pop up from the inside out. And um, other things that would happen at the same time, people were getting gold teeth and silver teeth and all different kinds of dental miracles. And it's like it all just exploded at the same time. It was the most phenomenal thing because we weren't asking for gold. We weren't seeking gold. We were just seeking God in his glory and that's what began to happen it was the fragrance it was the oil and then it was the gold and the thing that's fascinating me about the gold all of these years is that in the very beginning when it started happening of course because it was new to us and we didn't know really anything about it and we were just so curious about everything um one of the guys that was in our church he was the youth pastor his name was paul burke he took some of the gold over to a jeweler And he asked the jeweler to do a sample on it to find out, you know, what it was exactly. And the jeweler did a sample. and He said, it's purer than 24 karat gold. And we thought, wow, Wow. that's absolutely amazing, you know. And um, the next time somebody took a, a sample of the gold and had them analyze it, the jeweler said, it's not gold at all. There's no gold in this at all. And we said, well, what is it? And they said that the jeweler couldn't say exactly what it was. Then there's been times they've taken it and they've said that there was like an oil, it was like an oil substance. Um, So it's like, to me, it's like manna, because the word manna literally means what is it? And (laughs) All these years later that that started for us in 1999. So it's almost it's almost coming up to 20 years now that this sign has been happening in different kinds of forms and flows and all that. But 20 years later, the only thing we can say is, what is it like? We still don't know exactly what it is. It's just kind of a supernatural manna. And I think the miracle to me isn't so much what it is. The miracle is where it comes from. (sighs) And The change that takes place in the atmosphere, in the presence of God's glory, is undeniable. The lives that are transformed, um, the bodies that are healed, the presence of God that you can sense that brings empowerment and comes with wisdom and revelation, all of that is just, it's heaven. It's heaven. And I think more than anything else, God is literally bringing heaven to earth for his people, for those that are hungry and thirsty and pressing in and seeking. And anyway, that's that's the beginning of my journey. And, you know, like you said, I I would go to kind of the little um, Bethlehem mangers, wherever, <laughs> wherever I could find an open place, we would go and we'd minister. And it was always like the little tiny glory holes of just people that were hungry and thirsty and just wanted God. And. Um,
0: and then I met Patricia King and that kind of <laughs> changed things a little bit. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, I was going to ask you at, at, at what point were there some of the, the fathers and mothers that came in and, and started to kind of, uh, you know, kind of take you along, alongside of themselves, like, like Mahesh and Bonnie Shavda, you go a long ways back with them. And, sure. um, uh, And so did you know them when you were like, like before you were 16 or did they kind of connect with you later on in your ministry or. So growing up in the
1: church, I actually, we didn't, we never had major evangelists ever come to our church. And so I was completely oblivious of the greater Christian world community. Okay. And my, my whole Christian life was kind of within the four walls of our little tiny church here in Canada. Um, but when these things began happening for us, the signs and wonders, the unusual, uncommon glory signs um, that made us start looking for um, for others that were maybe experiencing some of the same stuff. Sure, sure. And the first place that we found when we started to look, it was, you know, the early days of the Internet. There wasn't much. And when we typed in gold dust, the only thing that came up was Ruth Heflin. OK. And yeah. And so. I recognized the name because I had been given her book when I was actually 16 years old, and it was one of the first books I read after um, encountering the Holy Spirit in that very special way. And so her whole book, Glory, just it was an awesome book. It was powerful. And then all these years later, when this stuff starts happening to us, her name comes up again. And I had never met her. I'd never been in her meetings. I had just read her book. And uh, we found out that she was having a lot of the same kinds of manifestations happen in her life and ministry. And so uh, we got excited about that. And Mahesh and Bani Shavda, of course, were connected in all of that at the time. And so Sister Ruth ended up passing on to, she graduated to heaven maybe about a year later, a year and a half later, and I never ever got a chance to meet her while she was here on the earth. She never prayed for me. I never got to go to her meetings. But when um, these things were happening in our life and ministry, I wanted to connect with anybody that I could and about A year or two after Sister Ruth passed, I was able to meet Sister Jane Louder, who was Ruth's successor at Calvert Campground in Ashton, Virginia. And when I met um, Sister Jane, I was just so excited to meet someone who had been so close with Ruth and – knew kind of where we were coming from and understood the move of God and what was going on. Um, I was just excited to be around sister Jane. And she asked me like literally within two days of meeting me, she asked me, she said, will you come down to the camp and minister for us? And I thought, Oh my gosh, like I can't, I don't even really know how to preach. Like I just, I could share testimony, but I, I just don't know how to do much, but I, I knew I couldn't say no to sister Jane. And so I said, yes. And saying yes put me on a platform that started to open up nations and because they would video all of their meetings and they were they were broadcasting on the internet this is like early 2000s Wow okay so it was way before like most people were doing that right and um, so it was some of the only teaching you could find online about the glory. And so when they started putting my stuff out there, it started opening up nations like immediately and um, different church platforms and opportunities. And um, it was about maybe three years later that actually Pastor Steve Myring in Seattle. Yeah. He
0: yeah, had yeah.
1: told me about Patricia King. Really? And he was quite impressed with the way that um, she would utilize the prophetic to reach people, right? To win souls on the streets and all of that and prophetic evangelism. And so he would tell me a lot about Patricia. He said, you know, you really need to meet this lady. I would love to meet this lady. I don't think he had even met her at that time. And um, so because he had put that little seed in my spirit, um, I really wanted to meet Patricia and my home church ended up inviting Patricia to come and, and do some meetings. And it was the first time she was coming to the city. And so I ended up meeting her and I don't know, within a day of meeting her, she asked me, she said, where have you been? <laughs> and I said, like, I don't know. I've been here. I've just been doing what, what I'm called to do. And she said, no, people don't know what's going on in your life. She said, I need to open up the media platform for you. Wow, and so she wow. was, Patricia was the one who opened up television for, for us and for our ministry. And uh, I'm so thankful, so grateful to her. And in those early days when I think there was still a lot of skepticism, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of um, people just not being quite sure about everything that was happening. Patricia took a risk and she stepped out and she said, I know it's God. And, you know, if it's God, then it needs It needs to be seen. It needs to be known. It needs to be spread. And Patricia did that. She opened up a lot of television opportunities for me through Patricia. Um, Sid Roth opened up and others that um, just all of that helped to spread the message about what God was doing in the earth. Wow. And, you know, it's hard to go to any charismatic meeting now. And not hear about somebody saying, I've got gold dust on my hands or I've got gold dust on my face or, um, you know, something like that. But it's amazing because it's it's what God is doing around the world. He's releasing his glory all over the world. And um, to be able to be a part of of that, of being able to testify and talk about what God's doing and then seeing how it just multiplies so quickly, the impartation spreads. It's
0: amazing. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, um, you took. I mean, you, you really sacrificed a lot when you first began, really trailblazing with 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 the, with the glory signs, and there was <laughs> there was a lot of um, just persecution and stuff that you had to walk through. And here you are, like a, a well, we
1: lost a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And and I was gonna say, but the the climate of the of the church, like universally, is radically different. Than it was twenty twenty five years ago. I mean, to, to the degree that there might be churches that don't agree with, um, uh, you know, Pentecostal or revival theology, and yet they're singing Bethel songs. They're singing Absolutely. revival theology, <laughs> in, the, exactly. in their in their churches. So, exactly. I mean does it does it feel like to you that there's like just um a greater openness? I guess here's my question. Do you feel like there's like a greater openness in the church overall to like the glory signs? Or do you feel like revival culture has just become like uh, almost almost more of like a style, like a popular style for churches? So it's kind of like you can have a revival style for a service that's super upbeat and super positive, but... But the, but the, but the, the open, but so you can have revival style, but not necessarily have, uh, the manifest glory or a hunger for it. Do you, do you kind of hear what I'm, what I'm asking?
1: Yeah. Well, so they'll always, there will always be places where, um, they might sing, they, they might sing charismatic type songs, but not really be charismatic so much open in their spirit. Sure. Sure. Um, There'll be places like that, but I think it's part of what the prophet – Habakkuk spoke about when he said the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover, it will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And I think that's the beauty of what's happening in God's glory right now. It is spreading and it's being dispersed and it's overtaking even places where there's been uh, religious bondage and tradition and ritual and all that. I mean, the glory is literally infiltrating the entire glory globe and people who are just going through rituals and going through the motion, just singing the songs. Maybe that's what's happening right now. But if you keep on singing those songs and there's got to come a time when it's going to click and all of a sudden you're going to go, oh my God, why didn't I see this before? Why didn't I realize before? And, And the Holy Spirit would just sit and just, you know, break open over that person and over that community, over that church, whatever. And, um, I think it's beautiful to see the way that the glory. I mean, God is God Mm. and the glory is spreading. The knowledge of it is spreading. And there's places that are really open. There's places still some places that are closed, but there is much more of a receptive receptivity um, and acceptance of the glory more now than ever before. Awesome. I was just over in Asia for the last three weeks. In every single place I went, people are so hungry. I was in Taipei, Taiwan, and, like, those people are just so hungry, so just – pulling on heaven. And it was just the easiest place to minister because, you know, they're just hungry for God. They're not looking for another message. They're not looking for a performance. They're not looking just to watch a preacher. They're hungry for God. And they're wow. just pulling in. And, and I went to Hong Kong. It was exactly the same. And then when I got to Japan, which statistically has been less than half a percent Christian as a nation, Japan is more hungry than ever before. I was in Osaka. I was in Tokyo and we couldn't fit any more bodies in the church in Tokyo. The very last night of meeting, I tried to pray for people and uh, the whole auditorium was full. The entire lobby was full all the way going down the stairway into the basement. It was people were lined all the way down the stairway. I mean, it was just people. The whole lo- uh, balcony was full. I mean, hungry, hungry,
0: hungry, hungry, hungry for God, hungry for God's glory. That's the word, man. Like that just keeps coming up over and over and over. And it even came up yesterday in our, in, in our service over and over and over this whole, this right. whole thing of like that we are hungry and that we need to um, make sure that we guard that hunger, you know, that Absolutely. We, that, we, that we guard the hunger. We value the hunger and that we, whatever we do, we don't, we don't partner with apathy or lethargy or complacency, but that we really Absolutely. We really honor that hunger. And, uh, and I love that you just keep going back to that. We started off that way. You said in Toronto, they were so right. hungry, you said, right. you know, from Toronto to Japan to China. <laughs> like, 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 like humanity exactly. is so hungry for the presence of the Lord. I, I, it's amazing. Hungry for the reality,
1: the reality of God. Yes. You know, hungry for the presence because it's more than just religion. It's more than just tradition. It's more than just something that's read or something that's performed. It's the reality of who he is. And that's what the glory is. You know, faith, faith says that God exists and the anointing says that God rewards. But the glory says, I am. (laughs) And it's like, Boom. It's like all of him right there. It's like his face, his hand, his goodness, his presence, his majesty, his honor, just everything right there in, in the glory.
0: Man, Josh, I wanted to, Joshua, I wanted to ask you about, um, uh, atmosphere because when, the whenever I've been in any of your meetings, you know how to create glory atmosphere. And, um, i want I wanted to ask you as far as how how do you intentionally create the kind of atmosphere that 's irresistible to the glory of god
1: well there 's a sound in the glory the glory has a sound, and if you can get the sound of the glory then you 'll have the atmosphere of the glory it 's like any song that plays on the radio it has a specific atmosphere that it brings whether it 's a love song or whether it's a song about um, death, or it's a song about sorrow, there's an atmosphere that comes with music. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that the very voice of Jesus is the sound of many waters. And I've discovered that those many waters, there's one river, but there's many tributaries, there's many streams, And it's the people of God. And if you can get the people of God to open up their mouth and begin worshiping from the depths of who they are, from their spirit man, if you can get people to just begin releasing that, that's the sound of glory. The sound of glory is a corporate sound. It's a full sound. And the thing I love to do the most um, when I'm ministering is Just to create that worship, that praise, just to stir people up to begin to sing, and it's in that that we find the glory sound. And when you get the glory sound, you get the glory atmosphere, and miracles become easy, and signs and wonders they just happen. It's not struggle, it's not striving, it's not trying to pull strings. It's it just happens. And after all these years of moving in the glory, I am. I'm just as surprised as anybody else in a meeting about what God's going to do. There'll be times when gold shows up. There'll be times when oil flows. There'll be times when, I mean, I was over in Budapest, Hungary, and we got into the glory, and this sister's feet literally lit up like light bulbs (laughs) that were shining right through her her shoes. I mean, it looked like (laughs) she had the sun in her shoes, and uh, I was just as surprised as anybody else to see it, but it's it's amazing. It's just the glory.
0: That's, that's <laughs> I would love to see a whole room of glowing feet, right? Like a whole stadium. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> now, you've been working really, really hard on a new book, um, Moving in the Glory Realms. In fact, it comes out uh, September 4th. And can you give us just kind of a, uh, an overview of what, of what the book is about? Well,
1: the book is about exactly what it's called, Moving in Glory Realm. So for people who feel stuck spiritually, people who feel like they're just blocked, um, they don't know how to get to the next level in God. They don't know how to move deeper into the things of God. um, I share in that book. The things that God has showed me, the things that I've walked in, the things that we've we've moved in in our ministry, to keep on moving in the glory, to go further, to go higher, to go deeper, and you know I talk about the reality of angels. You know wherever the glory is, angels are. Wherever angels are, the holy angels of God, the glory is. Um, and so I talk about the angels and how to discern the angels and move with the angels and cooperate. Um, I talk about miracle signs and wonders, how to flow in that realm, when the glory shows up, what do you, you know, people ask me all the time, what do I do now that the glory's here? And uh, I share that in the book on how to move in that glory with miracles, with signs and wonders, how to move into the realms of manifesting wealth and abundance and provisions. And these are not just good thoughts or philosophies or just ideas that I have in my head. It's literally my life story. It's things that we've lived, we've walked in. In, we've moved in, and um, I just want to see the whole body of Christ moving in glory realms. There's more than just one realm available. It goes deeper and deeper, just like the river in Ezekiel 47 that had levels and depths and dimensions. And uh, the glory is the same. It, it just there's deeper and higher and further. And so I'm excited about this book. It's my it's my life work. It's not a book that it just took me a year to write. It took me my whole life to write that book. And, uh, it's finally coming out in September 4th. I'm quite excited. Man, was... but people can get it everywhere. They can get it on amazon.com or Barnes and Nobles or books a million, anywhere that books are sold.
0: Now, can people still, uh, pre-order,
1: uh, by, yeah, they can, they can start pre-ordering now. I mean, anywhere that they like to buy their books, their Christian retailer, they can, they can pre pre-order that book.
0: Should, should we get them the text glory to, should we, you want me to give that out? Does that still work?
1: That would be perfect, actually. Right. And so to, pre,
0: to pre-order Moving in the Glory Realms, uh, so Moving in Glory Realms by Joshua Mills, just text GLORY to 72523. So again, just text GLORY to 72523. We're also going to put, of course, org and and Joshua's Instagram in the show notes. So you'll be able to go right into the show notes and um, and check that out. But Joshua, I, I, I think that we're about to see, like, man, a new wave of revival glory that that is accompanied with these glory signs and these glory wonders and miracles. I mean, I think that there's a generation... Um, uh, that is is longing for true spirituality, right? Like not not the counterfeit, but they're searching and they're they're going after counterfeit things in order to, tr- to right. try to find a connection with God. But the thing that's right. so exciting to me is that for a long time the church was too secular for seekers, <laughs> and so they, <laughs> sure. we, we developed this thing called the seeker sensitive service. And but what we did is we removed the supernatural. From that service, thinking that seekers were looking for a sterile kind of enter a sterile and right. yet entertaining church environment. And yet, sure. what we're seeing now is that like this world is longing for supernatural encounter, you know?
1: Absolutely. And- People are looking for the ability to live their life with supernatural power. And that's something that only the Holy Spirit can give. That's something that only the Holy Spirit can bring. A church program, a church uh, show, a church song, can't do that in it and of itself. But when the Holy Spirit is introduced to our churches and we allow the Holy Spirit to move and flow through our programs, through our shows, through our music, through the things that we do, it's then that people are able to encounter the power. And there is no doubt in my mind that everything's about to go to another level in the glory and that god is is ready to pour out revival all over the world from one side to the other
0: yeah because how can you have so much hunger for true spirituality in the world and so much hunger for the presence and power of god in the church i mean i think i think the hunger on the earth right now is unprecedented
1: it is absolutely (laughs) and i think
0: it's it's gonna be it's it's uh the lord's not going to be able to resist it you know it's like a magnet on heaven and um and man it's 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 so exciting to know that we're right on we're right on the verge um but also um it's 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 so exciting to to just chat with you and just into because you're you're a pioneer in this and to think that we're about to see a generation Like, that's crazy to think, to think that we're about to see a generation that values and honors and walks in the glory. I so believe that, man.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with you. There is a glory generation that is rising up to manifest heaven
0: on earth. And it's amazing. Come on, jo- Joshua. <laughs> I just, I love who you are. I love what you do and how you do it. And thank you thank so much for, uh, for, um, just creating this time in this space to, to get on here and chat about what you're seeing, what you're sensing. And, and even just some of the practical, uh, things that you talked about as, as far as creating those glory atmospheres where, where God just shows up and begins demonstrating, um, who he is. So thanks again, Joshua. Just really appreciate you and love you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it.